Psalm 46. I'll do the antiphon and then we'll chant responsively. Is 
The God of Jacob is our refuge. Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. Declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. On an instrument of ten strings on the blue and on the heart with harmonious For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. O Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know. Nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass, and when all the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that they may be destroyed forever, but you, Lord, are on high Behold your enemies, O Lord, for behold your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. My eye also has seen my desire on my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. To declare that the Lord is upright He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. 
Psalm 37. Him 
For he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and have bent their bow. To cast down the poor and needy, to slay those who are of upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, But the Lord upholds the righteous. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish. And the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish into smoke, they shall vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. For those blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants bagging bread. 
following the readings is on page 226. The Old Testament reading for St. Simon and St. Jude is from the 26th chapter of Jeremiah. So the princes and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, This man does not deserve to die, for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Then certain of the elders of the land rose up and spoke to all the assembly of the people, saying, Micah of Moresheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah, and spoke to all the people of Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Zion shall be plowed like a field, Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruin, and the mountain of the temple like the bare hills of the forest. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, and all Judah ever put him to death? Did he not fear the Lord and seek the Lord's favor? And the Lord relented concerning the doom which he had pronounced against them. But we are doing great evil against ourselves. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from the first chapter of 1 Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Here ends the reading. And the third reading is from St. John in the 15th chapter. 
These things I command you so that you will love one another. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. Here ends the reading. Mm -hmm. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Unite my heart to fear your name, that I may walk in your truth. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Should have a separate white sheet uh, that has how lovely shines the morning star. Um, let's sing responsibly. I'll do the uh, odd ones and you do the even ones. Mm-hmm. How lovely shines the morning star The nations see and tail afar The light in Judah shining Thou, David's son of Jacob's race, my bridegroom and my king of grace, for thee my heart is pining. Lowly, holy, great and glorious, thou victorious prince of graces, Filling all the heavenly places. Oh, highest joy, by mortals won, true Son of God and Mary's Son, the high-born King of ages, thy 
Yeah. 
thou my friend, art Lord beginning without end, the first and last eternal. And thou at length, O glorious grace, will take me to that holy place, the home of joy supernal. Amen, amen. Come and meet me quickly, greet me with deep yearning. Lord, I look for thy Our sermon text comes right after chapter 15, we just read, verse 17 to 21, it goes on, verse 22 to 25, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also, if I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. They hated me without a cause. Psalm 35, verse 19. Let them not rejoice over me who are wrongfully my enemies, nor let them wink the eye with the eye those who hate me without a cause. The English words without a cause are translated from a Hebrew word, chanam. I think you'll find it surprising that the Hebrew word, chanam, is normally translated into Greek with the word grace. That is, whenever the Lord showers blessings upon us, when he showers the blessings of life and salvation in Christ Jesus, we say that he does it graciously. That would be without a cause. Graciously. Without a cause in us. He does it out of his love. He does it when he sees our miserable condition. Now, in chapter 15 of John, where he quotes the Old Testament, they hated me without a cause, we see not this graciously part of it, but the negative use of that word, uh, though it sounds funny, they have graciously hated Jesus. <laughs> that is, without any cause, they hated Jesus. What we learn in tonight's text is that every believer in Jesus was once a part of this present world. We shared the world's love of sin and enthusiastically engaged in the world's words and actions. But when Christ chose us out of this world through the creation of faith, and he did that through means of the preaching of the word, Jesus separated us from the world. And by means of Jesus' actions, we changed our allegiance. 
and we became traitors to the world's agenda. Now, the world wishes to justify their own actions and to claim that the world's actions are right and good. However, we've been convicted by the word of truth that those actions they have are sinful and unclean. The world wishes to find their own way to God, and they do that by means of their own own efforts. But we have learned that we are saved apart from our own works. You see, the Word presents to us Jesus Christ, our Savior, and it is by Him we have been redeemed and we trust in our Jesus Christ. The world, yes, they have rejected Him and they have their own ways. So, tonight's Gospel lets us know. When the world attacks you, don't let it trouble you. Jesus desires that we ought to remember that we haven't done anything that deserves the response of hatred and persecution. We need to remember that we didn't cause this hatred at all. In fact, if it weren't for Jesus, we would be loved by the world. However, now that Jesus has rescued us from sin and we have become servants of Christ, our Master, we will be persecuted. Jesus came preaching the word of truth, and they don't like the truth. They persecuted, therefore, Jesus. Because we are believers who have the Holy Spirit and been given him, we keep Jesus' words of truth. They don't like the truth. Therefore, they persecute us just as well, like our master, so like the servant as well. So, if you want to understand the deeper meaning of this persecution, then you have to understand, first of all, that Jesus was sent by the Heavenly Father to speak the truth. The rejection of Jesus, the word of truth, reveals a deeper problem. They do not know the Heavenly Father. You see, you cannot separate Jesus from the Father. A rejection of Jesus is a rejection of the Heavenly Father. And because Jesus perfectly keeps the will of the Heavenly Father, well, they reject Jesus. And so we get to a deeper understanding that it's not just the truth they reject. They reject the Father, the Creator Himself. When Jesus gets to the end of his explanation in Genesis 15, and I read the whole thing, he says that their rejection of his words and his miraculous works leaves the unbeliever without excuse. The words and the works of Jesus do not cause the person to unbelieve. Instead, what we find is that the words and the works of Jesus reveal the unbelief, and it was there all along. These worldly ones claim to love God, but Jesus' words and his works have the effect of separating out the wheat from the chaff, of showing that they lie. They don't love Jesus, the truth, the Heavenly Father, and they don't keep his word. The small catechism, the eighth commandment. 
You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest way. All right. There's a time for explaining everything in the kindest way. You must not have understood me. Let me explain it again. Or they must have just been having a bad day. However, there is also a time for saying, as Jesus does in John 15, by your rejection of me, you show that you do not have the same Heavenly Father as I do. By your hatred of my words, you show that you hate Jesus. You see, I'm simply presenting to you the words of Jesus. So, It is time we return then back to those first words that are found in tonight's Holy Gospel. These words about this persecution and that which comes have a context. And the context is this, John 15, 17. So now, um, these things I command you, that you love one another. Love of one another. That is the context. So what is going to happen? Well, we are supposed to love one another. We are to abide in Jesus' words. We are to love each other as those who hold to the truth. What is going to happen when you do this? Well, the world will hate you because it hated Jesus. And as I said at the beginning, don't be concerned with that. Just keep loving one another. When you fail, return to the word. It will assure you of Jesus' love and his forgiveness. And with that word that you get, just keep loving one another. You don't need more than the word. You don't need more than Jesus, the one who uh, tells us that the Father loved us so much that he sent us his Son, and that his Son reached out for us in love and forgave us our sins. Yes. Keep preaching that word of truth. Abide in Jesus and abide in his words, his words of truth. Pray and ask for God's word, which works in you. And when you realize that the hatred that comes against you is is not so much against you as it is in the Jesus who has taken you away from the world and now you have a new allegiance, a new uh, uh, master, Well, pray and ask that God's word will continue to work in you. You have all you need when you have his word and when you have Jesus. And it is a normal situation for the world to persecute. Abiding in Jesus, as he says in John 15, is one that gives us joy. Joy which is seen fully in our love for one another, despite the world's persecution. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. The Magnificat, our canticle, is on page 228. We stand.
Let my prayer rise before you as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has regarded the loneliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from this day all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things to me. And holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him throughout all generations. He has shown the strength of his arm and scattered the proud in their own conceit. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted the humble and meek. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has remembered his mercy and sustained his servant Israel, as he promised to our fathers, to Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us pray. O Almighty God, who has built thy church upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the head cornerstone, grant us so to be joined together in unity of spirit by their doctrine, 
that we may be made a holy temple acceptable unto thee. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Direct us, O Lord in all our doings with your most gracious favor, and further us with your continual help, that in all our works begun, continued, and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name, and finally by your mercy obtain eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord God, the life of all the living, the light of the faithful, the strength of those who labor, the repose of the blessed dead. Grant us a peaceful night free from all disturbance, that after a time of quiet slumber, we may by your goodness be endued in the new day with the guidance of your Holy Spirit and enabled in peace to render thanks to you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, Amen. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness, Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.